Welcome, everybody. It's episode number 42 of Unspoken Requests with Jared and Mike. It's about oh, 1.22 a.m. Thereabouts, yeah. All over the world. Thanks for joining us once again. How you doing, Mike? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, too. Yeah. I uh, It has taken me a minute, and I feel like I'm getting there, but it has taken me a minute to get into... Uh, Radio, the holiday spirit. Radio, mo- well, yeah, the holiday spirit. Frankly, uh, I've just been at work, thinking about work, and now yeah. I'm here thinking about this, and I'm loving it. Yeah, me too. I love getting into this space, you know. Can I put this gum right here, where your candy used to be for like a month? <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> Great. Uh, before we forget, let's back announce the music. Oh, good idea. I've lost my list here. Oh. Sorry, I've had a computer uh, malfunction. That's okay. Something's gone wrong. I can tell you. We just you heard, tell me what we heard. <laughs> we just heard Amy O. What was the name of that song? Lavender Night. I love that song. It's a good song. Amy O is going to be... Did you know this, Mike? She's going to be our special guest on the show tonight. On this show? She and her entourage are on their way. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to talk to them. Before that, we heard Circuit This Year with Black Fly. Live. Tyler, who's the drummer on that show, on that song, was also on this show. He was on the show. Part of the 24-hour How about that? marathon show. Wow. How neat. What a coincidence. <laughs> what did we hear before that? Choir Boy? Before that, we heard Sunday Light That's from right. Choir Boy, the great choir boy from Salt Lake City. Before that, we heard Patrick Williams with the Lou Grant theme. Remember old Lou Grant? <laughs> Mary, t- Mary Tyler Moore <laughs> show? No, I don't know that one. Lou Grant spinoff. Anyway. That's a spinoff. Patrick of Williams also did the uh, <laughs> Bob Newhart show theme. Oh, okay. Now that oh, I know. Another good one. Before that was uh, the Crystal Skulls with The Cosmic Door from their album Outgoing Behavior. And 2005, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that 2005 was 14 years ago? <laughs> Isn't it crazy that time just goes? It seems more like 13 years ago. I know. But it was like 14 years it's ago. It's crazy. And to start off that nonstop rock block, we heard Jake Xerxes Fussell. Is that how you say his name? I don't know. And that was the River St. John's. I'm pretty sure I went to high school with a guy named Jake Fussell. There were a lot of Fussells in my high Could've school. Could have been the same guy. I wonder. I have to look it up. Could yeah. be the guy. You uh, seen any good movies lately? Movies? No. I haven't watched a movie in a while. Uh, I don't think. But I did watch Los Spookies on HBO, oh, which too. is a TV show. I loved it. I did too. I thought it was great. It gives our it gets our uh, recommendation. We give that show two spooky, enthusiastic, spooky thumbs up. Uh, Anna Fabrega, who's a favorite of mine, I think she's just the funniest and strangest. I love her. She's very funny. Uh, she's on the show and is a writer and producer of the show, uh, and it's just great. It's a Spanish language, mostly Spanish. There's some English, mostly Spanish language uh, sitcom. I guess is, is it a sitcom? It's, it's a sitcom. A, it's a comedy. They're in a situation where they're doing the, something. So. Yeah. I recommend it. Los yeah. Espookies on the TV station HBO, the HBO. home, the home box office. That's right. It's like having a a movie theater box office right there in your home, <laughs> right in your house. Uh, which doesn't really translate with TV shows because you don't go to the box office to buy tickets to watch a TV show. But that's that's fine. It's still on HBO. Yeah. What would the, what would the TV equivalent of uh, 
of HBO. Um, they need to make that. Quit calling yeah, it HBO. TVs are already in the home. Yeah. They need to start... HBO needs to start screening their sitcoms in movie theaters exclusively for a while. That's right. And then... Anyway, <laughs> last night I saw First Man. Oh, what did you think of that? It's good. I'm assuming it's the first in the series. <laughs> uh, but this First Man movie was, was good. What are there, 14 men? Is that right? I think there are 14 men. <laughs> I don't know. So they got 13 more to go. Okay. Well, second if, if Second Man is as good as First Man was, I'll probably watch it. <laughs> Uh, as I was watching the film, I looked up Neil Armstrong's Wikipedia page uh-huh. just because I had a question about something. Sure. Uh, and I came across this paragraph about his barber, which I didn't know about. Oh, please. I can't wait to hear this. You've heard this. Have I'm I? Sure. Oh, I don't know. I'm asking. I assume you, you're you a real Neil head. I'm a Neil head, but this is not ringing a bell. So, In May 2005, I'm, uh, I'm quoting Yes, and I quote. And I quote is what you say before you start quoting something. And I quote, In May 2005, Armstrong became involved in a legal dispute with his barber of 20 years, Mark Sizemore. After cutting Armstrong's hair, Sizemore sold some of it to a collector for $3,000 without Armstrong's knowledge. Armstrong threatened legal action against Sizemore unless he returned the hair or donated the proceeds to a charity of Armstrong's choosing. Sizemore, unable to retrieve the hair, donated the proceeds to charity. Do you know what charity? No. The world may never know. Wowee. Isn't that crazy? That is pretty wild. That seems like a dumb move. Real dumb move, especially after 20 years of knowing a guy. Yeah. <coughs> wow. Uh, d- does it say where he was living at the time? Indian Hill, Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Because, you know, he went to college here in Indiana. At Purdue. Well, I don't like to say the name on the air. But yeah, he went to that engineering school up in Lafayette. Purdue. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you uh, you graduated uh, from uh, Taylor University. Not to brag, but yes, I graduated. I went to Indiana University right here in Bloomington, Indiana. You may not know this. We have a bitter, bitter rivalry going with Purdue. Uh, which which of the teams? The basketball, lacrosse, football? You name it, man. We hate Just all. We hate them all. A friend of mine was telling me recently, uh, years ago, they they were playing in like some punk bands and stuff, and then had uh, ended up doing like an acoustic solo tour. Mm-hmm. We were talking about doing solo shows, and uh, he said he had traveled. He's from here, grew up here. He traveled to Lafayette for a show, and. Wasn't really thinking about anything. And he was like from the stage. He's like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm from Bloomington. And he said the whole place started booing him immediately before (laughs) he even did anything. And he was like, oh, this isn't a sports game. This is just a show. You don't have to. That would be so awful to be booed first thing. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, terrible. Were they like 
booing as a goof or like were they really hard to say i'm guessing a mixture partly yeah yeah uh but yeah pretty rough stuff yeah booed right out the gate just because of where you're from awful it's rough yeah what did you think of first man i thought it was good i didn't think it was <laughs> okay enough, enough please don't <laughs> say another good. word please don't say another word about it um i haven't seen um let's see i i haven't seen all of the sequels to apollo 13 but uh-huh. i've seen apollo 11 uh-huh the one two movies that's before a that that's a prequel it's a prequel they made after yeah it was, it was produced after <laughs> Uh, I like th- both of those movies better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Apollo 11 was one of the best things I've seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Apollo 13, I tried to watch a movie recently, uh, but was foiled. I wanted to watch a different Tom Hanks movie. That Thing You Do. I was trying mm-hmm. to track that down. Show it to my kids. Sure. It's not streaming anywhere. So I went to the store to try to buy it. You can't buy it in a store. At least not in this town. I know that they have a copy on the bookmobile right now. Great. That's what I got to do next time. Put it. Well, you know, I knew I could rent it or buy it. I, here's the here's the thing. The discussion we had was we could rent it because we could have gone downtown to rent it from Plan Nine. I'm sure they have it. Vulture Video. We could have. We could have. Yeah. Got, uh, so I mean, Vulture Video. Either way. We could have gone to the library and pick it up. Library was a different story. I just didn't want to pay to rent it because I knew sure. I was going to watch it again and I thought I should just buy this because I also figured it's probably cheap these days. Yeah. But I couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. So that's what my week's been like. <laughs> Rough stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty hard. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for the sympathy. I'm otherwise doing okay, I think. Uh, I don't think we can talk about your new record that came out. I'm not allowed to talk about my new record that came out last Friday on the 14th. Okay. We will not. I think you them. can. I I probably could, <laughs> but just to be safe, I'm not going to. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I like uh, your uh, moral fiber. I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for noticing. Yeah. Um, how about this heat? Well, it's the summer heat. I'll tell you what's been bugging me is the rain. A lot of rain. Uh, I drove past the tornado damage yesterday. Did you? In Ellettsville. Yeah. That's pretty bad. What did you see? I saw a little uh, bit in the paper. You've probably it. seen pictures. Yeah, the pictures of the, the houses or buildings with the roofs. roofs. No, I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, roofs were torn off. Wow. I mean, there's just a lot of damage in general. Power lines seem to be down. Billboard just torn to shreds. Have you ever seen a tornado? I don't think I have. I... I I'm not 100% sure. I was, like, obsessed with them as a kid. And so, like, I would have nightmares about them a lot and, like, think about them a lot. So, I wonder if I'm, like, confusing seeing one with uh, just a nightmare or something. Uh, or, like, seeing, looking at the clouds too much. Yeah. I be- I've never really been in one, though. I want to see one from a great distance. Yeah. It's on my bucket list. It's the last thing on my bucket list is to see a tornado, just in case. I, You know, I saw, I actually saw... Mike's physical bucket list the other day. Uh, Were he, you surprised by what out. was on it? I was surprised by number seven the most. Oh, do you remember what that one was? I can't, I don't remember what they are in order. It was see the movie the bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> it's on there just because I do want to know if I'm doing it right. Yeah, 
But it's not a priority. Yeah, that's why it was number seven on the <laughs> list. But yeah, I just I thought it was funny that that was on your list. Well, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, there was that and eat an, eat an entire watermelon. <laughs> I've come close. I've but come no, no, close. no, no. It said with it said in parentheses rind and all. Yeah. Which was you know what? Sorry, I've got this frog. Excuse me a second. <coughs> I hate it when people cough. I do too. Did you see the president try to kick somebody out for yeah, coughing that's this why week? I said that. That's pretty yeah, good. That's a that's a that's a Vince McMahon thing. It's like a known Vince McMahon uh, thing. Is he hates it when people? I I've always heard uh, sneeze. Like he gets angry and like if if uh, someone who's working for him or is in the room with him like sneezes, he just is like, why would you do that? Why don't you have self control to do that? And like if he sneezes himself, he'll just like start swearing to himself and like get really mad. Which is funny that uh, that's messed up. Donald Trump does that too. Makes a lot of sense. They're buddies. Yeah, they probably learned it from each other. Yeah. Do you have? Do you struggle at all um, being such a big fan of pro wrestling and knowing what a dirtbag that guy is? Uh, yeah, it's hard. That would be tough. Hey, good news. What's the news? Uh, I think our guest has arrived into the studio. Wonderful. Yeah. Very good. Uh, uh, should we take a quick we break? We will take a quick. Uh, we actually have a phone call. We will take that, and then when we're back, we will... Oh, they just hung up. Never mind. Oh. But we do have a, a, <laughs> a song to play, <laughs> and then we'll be back after that quick song. Uh, here is Sammy Davis Jr. We'll be right back. Turn the world on with a smile Who can take a nothing day And suddenly make it all seem worthwhile Well, it's you, babe, and you should know it With each glance and every little movement you show it Love is all around, no need to waste it You can have the time, why don't you take it You might just make We're back on Unspoken Requests with Jared and Mike. That was Purple Mountains with Darkness and Cold. Before that, we heard Sammy Davis Jr. with Love Is All Around, a song popularized by the hit TV show, The Mary Tyler Moore Show. You got Mary Tyler Moore on the brain tonight. I guess I go. I guess I do. I guess you go, too. <laughs> if you're just joining us in the show, we played the Lou Grant show theme earlier. That's Mary Tyler Moore spinoff. Mike, good news. Oh, I love that kind. We've What's been, up? We've been welcomed. Uh, in the <laughs> <laughs> we have been joined in the studio. Oh, boy. Yeah. We are welcoming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our guest is here. Oh, I'm trying to say. excellent. Amy Olsner. Amy O. Hey. Hi, I'd like to welcome you to <laughs> me being here. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. That's perfect. Thanks, Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Can I have a little more of myself yeah. in the Yeah, let headphones? me see what we can do here. Thanks. 
ba ba. How is that? Try that. Great. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Do you have enough of me? That's what's important. <laughs> <laughs> Loud and clear. Okay. Great. <laughs> Jared's coming through. Good. Amy, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to hang out over here sure with us. Thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't. We we were talking right when you got here. We were talking about what to talk about because you have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, yeah. So I say we just jump right in. Yes. All right. All right. Let's talk <laughs> about uh, the next thing you have coming up in your life, which is in July, uh, Girls Rock Camp. Yes. If you're a listener out there and you don't know what that is, how would you explain it to them? So Girls Rock Camp is a... Uh, and I should say you're the... Uh, director, is that yeah. the right term? Yes. Director yeah. and founder. Um, Great. So it's the camp here is called Girls Rock Bloomington, and it's um, there are these camps that are all over the country, and um, I don't know when they started. Maybe late '90s, early 2000s. Um, but I used to work at one in New York, and um, was really into it and it had a big impact on me so I I always wanted to start one here Um, but it's basically a camp that um, girls trans non-binary youth go and they do instrument classes in like rock and roll instruments like electric guitars and basses and drums and keys and vocals and then they um, work with band coaches and Throughout the week, they write a song with the band coach, an original song. With the the band coach doesn't write it for them, but just kind of helps like control the chaos. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, um, they do a performance for the public. And in the midst of it, there's like workshops and local female trans non-binary artists coming and um, doing lunchtime performances and Q and A. And there's like a big emphasis on confidence building and um positive self-esteem is it a day camp it's a day camp yeah yeah great yeah and it's gonna be at ivy tech oh great excellent not far from here where we are right now yeah steps away what are the uh when is it and what are the days is it five days a week yeah it's gonna be july 22nd through the 26th um, nine to four is the actual like days of the camp, and then the final showcase is July twenty seventh at the Fell Building at Great. seven p.m. Great, and that's open to everyone. Um, this is the first time in Bloomington that this has happened, right? Yeah, I did hear tell that maybe a f- few years back there might have been something similar, um, but I. I don't know the people who did it, so I guess I can't claim it's the first one. But And is the one you're a part of, is that affiliated with like a national thing? Yeah, um, <coughs> it's it's not like a franchise or anything. Like I didn't have to get permission yeah. to do it. But um, because I used to work at the one in New York, I have I feel like there's kind of a model that I'm definitely yeah. basing it off of, and I think a lot of camps do. And there's a Girls Rock Camp Alliance which um, you can get resources and yeah, that was it's really be nice. Yeah. yeah. And actually recently I connected with, um, there's a new girls rock camp starting up in Cincinnati 
and we were like messaging on cool. Instagram and it was just, it's very nice that we can all share resources. Do you have any yeah. idea so far how many folks you have attending? There's 20 campers, which was our maximum number. Oh, great. Yeah. And I was not expecting to get that full amount. So that cool. was super exciting Is there a and scary. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was kind of going to ask what the ideal number is. Sounds like you had a cap on it. But uh, yeah. um, that sounds hard to manage. Uh, I guess I'm thinking about uh, newcomers mostly. But are you... Do you th- you feel like you're getting a range of skills people coming to it already knowing certain things and still participating with the campers right yeah yeah so I haven't met anyone personally yet but um I did a I had them all fill out a big form that talks about their experience and stuff and there's some kids that have you know a few years of instrument lesson experience mm-hmm. um and I'm trying to yeah it was definitely quite the challenge to just sort of like go through all of the because I gave them like first second third choice of instrument options and um, some of them I didn't you know maybe they have three years experience keys but I didn't want to put them in the keys class because most of them are beginners so I'm like let's get you going on drums yeah (laughs) that's your second choice so (laughs) so anyway just kind of trying to plan out like um not yeah there are some people with more experience but you don't want them necessarily in class with like a total beginner because you want it to be beneficial for everyone right so yeah uh do you um have any sense of uh how it's uh, so you the one you worked at before you weren't running that one you were just working at it so how i guess so what am i trying to ask i want to know <laughs> get it, to the point how tough was it uh, <laughs> putting it together um and what are you looking forward to in jumping into this thing yeah um yeah so the one before i had a few roles like i was the i was a volunteer at first i was the guitar instructor and a band coach and um, then I got a job. They have like a year-round program in New oh, York because cool. it's a lot more established there. Um, so I was the kind of the after-school program coordinator at that. Um, so that was more of a, a paid gig for the year. Um, but yeah, this has been a learning experience. Yeah, um, and But I feel like, I think part of why I did it is because I do feel pretty uniquely qualified especially within the community because I used to work at Rhinos uh, and yeah, of course. I felt like I had a lot of connections through that um, that I could kind of carry over into this and a lot of resources and then you know being a musician I just have a lot of familiarity with gear and you know what it takes to kind of set set up events i guess and so and you've toured a lot so and i yeah i've toured a lot stuff, and yeah. i have like 15 years of working with kids so it's kind of like Great. okay i kind of yeah. got got all the factors <laughs> here yeah. and um, you've done pretty much all ki- i mean lots of different kinds of record like from probably some self-recording to like working in a fancy studio right so, right yeah. yeah um so anyway yeah it's been i i do think of myself as like i like to organize events and like um 
and I like to organize people, <laughs> I guess, <Sure. laughs> not, not to be a control freak, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely been like the most involved thing I've ever organized. So can you tell us cool. a little bit about the, um, instructors you have lined up? Yeah. So everyone is a volunteer, which mm-hmm. is amazing. And that's another thing where you just kind of like throwing it out there and just hoping people are into it and, and they have been, which is awesome. But yeah, it's all, um, you know, femme, trans, non-binary people. And then like cis men are kind of more in like a just supportive role. Um, And that's by design, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's by design. So like we're totally happy to have cis men in in a helping out role, but just kind of like understanding like you're not going to really be in the leadership role in this situation. Um, yeah, and it's mostly musicians. There's also some people who aren't musicians, but are just helping with general kind of, you know, warm up activities with the kids and uh, hanging out at lunch and doing that cool. kind of thing. And um, I'm pleased because there's quite a few kind of younger people who apply, who applied um, to be volunteers. Like there's like there's even a 17 year old and. And then there's quite a few people who are like 19, 20. And I really like that a lot because I'm excited to support them as well. And I know from my experience of volunteering (coughs) there that it was really helpful for me. And it it really like kickstarted me playing out more. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? How the camp you are familiar with otherwise had an impact on you and what you're hoping to bring into Bloomington with this? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think that for me, it was just, it was really powerful to just be surrounded by women and girls who were like amazing musicians. And I just actually hadn't been around that many women and, you know, who could like, wow, she's so good at guitar. You know, I just hadn't been around it. And representation matters. Totally. (laughs) Um, And... I also was like sort of on the sly, like learning things because I wasn't actually that good at guitar <laughs> when I was, at the time. This was about like seven years ago. So at the time I was just like, uh, I'm going to pretend I'm better because I really want to do this. And somehow I got in there and then I was kind of learning from the other teachers. <laughs> so yeah. that was helpful. Um, but yeah, and I think just seeing like how doable it was for the kids it kind of made it feel less intimidating. Like, oh, well, if a six-year-old can do this, yeah. like, I think I can get up there and do it. What is your age range for campers? Uh, for the Girls Rock Bloomington, it's going to be 8 to 18, technically. But mm-hmm. it's uh, the oldest camper is 13. Great. Yeah. And just to go back to answer your question, um, I think what I really want to bring is I just have this vision of maybe in, like, 15 years that you know the town is just full of like (laughs) women trans non-binary musicians and there's like a recording studio run by you know a woman and like a venue like all sorts of things like and just where it feels a lot more balanced and that you can actually like see that difference in the year's time yeah that's wonderful I, i think it's such a great thing that you're doing uh I did see on the internet uh, that you put out a call for gear donations. Yeah. How has that been going and is there stuff you still need? It's been great. Um, yeah, we've been getting a lot of stuff. I'm. We have a great gear coordinator, Nick Romy, so um, he's taking care of that. 
And so I'm not sure about what we still need. <laughs> <laughs> sure, good. People uh-huh. listening can find out, though, yes. by following. Um, probably, what was the best place? The Instagram Yeah, follow page for Girls Rock stuff? Bloomington on Instagram. And then if you have, we're pretty much open to any gear at this point because even if we don't use it for this summer um we just want to have a collection for like following years because we really want to build the camp i was just telling mike i'm trying to get rid of this 150 year old uh <laughs> pump organ <laughs> um so uh Anything i'll bring that back <laughs> <laughs> yeah you need to do I know, not I donate list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we need to take a quick break right do we well in a couple minutes we do right yeah in a couple minutes, we do. <laughs> Technically, we cool. must take a break. We'll, we'll start yeah. winding down. <laughs> I just wanted to let everyone know that we need to <laughs> take a warning. break. Yeah, two minute warning. A few minutes. Yeah, good. That's all. Yeah. Um, Maybe actually, we just would you sit mind here until then? <laughs> just wait. <laughs> just let it calm down. <laughs> oh, we got a, a countdown clock going here. <laughs> no. Uh, my point is, uh, are you okay with sticking around until after the break so we could talk a little more? Yeah, that sounds great. Because you yourself are you as a musician have some uh exciting stuff coming up yeah uh that we could we could talk about i we do should have, talk about i have w- at least one more question though about the camp uh, time yes for we have time okay I will so it. rock rock is a big word oh yeah girls rock so how do you figure out what the kids want to do and guide them into the genre of rock that they're attracted to or how does that stuff work while you're putting right. these bands together, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. They definitely don't have to play rock music mm-hmm. um, at all. Yeah, like if they're drawn towards folk or country or if they want to play something like mellow <laughs> and ambient, that would be cool. Um, but yeah, I think it's actually more of just uh, the emphasis of you rock. Cool. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Rather than you must play you rock, must rock music. <laughs> <laughs> you do rock rather than you must rock. <laughs> you yeah. live to rock. Great. Um, I think it's such a great thing. Thank I you. I just want to tell you that. I, uh, Yeah. I think it's needed and I think it's uh, being able to formalize that notion of like, not just like, here's how you make a band and here's how you do it. Uh, but people that you feel comfortable with asking questions and watching, like you were saying, just watching yeah. and picking up from, uh, and especially for girls, young girls, I think it's so wonderful. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna play devil's thanks. advocate here and say <laughs> that I think it's an awful thing. I'm totally against it. That's it's awful. <laughs> Have you run into anything like that putting it together? No, not that, at yeah, all. Good, yeah. No, good. everyone has really like people have just been so supportive and i feel like i was intimidated to start the camp um i think i started really getting serious about it last summer but i feel like everything has just come together so well just because people are really stepping up so yeah yeah. that's so great Great. okay now i just for the record (laughs) i was want to say i was joking (laughs) (laughs) to be out believe it or not amy you're a you're a treasure. We're happy to have you here in town. Thank you. You're doing great work. Uh, we have to take a quick break, though. No, that dr- yeah. break I mentioned a few we- minutes ago. <laughs> that I was ago. preparing <laughs> you for. Uh, but when Very we're good. back, we'll be back. <laughs> I'll, I'll take care of this. Let me handle this. When we're back, we'll be back, is what I just said. Yeah. We'll take a quick break. We're here with Amy O, Amy Olsner. When we come back, we're going to talk about Amy's music a little bit, her personal music outside of the camp. So, 
Stick around. That was Amy O with History Walking from the album Elastic out on Windspear, uh, 2008, 2018, is that right? 17. 2017, yes. Speaking of Amy O's music, was that your last album or are you making another one? <laughs> <laughs> Funny you ask. Um, I, yeah, I just made, I just finished a new album. You finished it. You finished working yes. on it. Oh, great. And it is coming out this fall. Cool. Very good. Yeah. And you're, you have, you're, you're limited in what you can say about it. I understand. Yeah, uh, I can say some To an stuff. extent. Yeah. How does it, uh, musically compare to what we've heard? We heard two songs from the record tonight on the show. How does it compare to that stuff? Um. What you're working on? Better or worse? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I think that the I I feel like the word that I kept thinking of while I was making it that was different from the <laughs> from the what am I trying to say? Uh, breath. You sound like Jared. What, <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, I was trying to like have more breath and space in the music, uh, if that makes sense. So yeah. I was listening to Elastic and kind of reflecting on it and. I'm really happy with it, but I also, f- I was just kind of like, it's so tightly, like, wound up, sort of. Oh, okay. Um, and so I, I wanted to, like, spread out a little bit musically and, like, leave a little bit more room for someone just walking around, <laughs> taking <laughs> deep breaths. And Living in it. Enjoying listening to it. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, it's a full length? Yeah, it's a full length. And Elastic, did you record that here in town? Yes. And same with uh, the new one? Yeah, I did both of them at Russian Recording. Oh, great. Very mm-hmm. cool. Do you like recording out there? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I feel really lucky that it's in town. Yeah, I agree. It's such a cool thing. We've been joined in the studio by another person. What? Yes. That explains That's my right. uh, horrible answer <laughs> to that question <laughs> before. <laughs> Distraction. I'm sorry. Dave Walter is here, everybody. Sorry. It's great to be here. Thanks, Another Dave. Bloomington like, treasure. That's right. Oh, Bloomington legend. If a if another tornado came through, and t- and took us out now, oh, Bloomington yeah. would really be losing a lot. <laughs> I can tell you, it's true. Yeah, was it bad out? Did you get some twisters back in the Ellettsville? Oh, got nailed. Sure. Yeah, not too far from here. But uh, I actually saw today in the paper that uh, they're they're requesting federal aid. It's that bad. Really? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. wow. I I'm, I must drove right into it. Really? We were driving home from Muncie. Uh. And it came on saying uh, the tornado storm, the storm with the big tornado was going to be in Bloomington in like 25 minutes. We were 15 minutes from home. So we were just like, eh, we'll just drive home. Hopefully we'll be fine. But it was scary out there. Amy, did you grow up with the threat of tornadoes? 
I did. Yeah, yeah okay. I grew up in so Arkansas. So all four of us did. Oh, of course. Yeah, and it right was there. a big fear yeah. as a child. I yeah. used to make my family do drills at our house. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember Pretty having cool to do kid. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember having to do drills at school. Oh yeah. Like. Yeah. What, what was it in we the hall? We had to do those too, but I took it home. That's good. Everyone needs this information. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. I met a waitress in Arizona one time, uh, and I said, uh, I, somehow she found out we were visiting, and she was like, where are you from? And I said, we're from Indiana. And she's like, oh, I would never, ever go there because you guys have tornadoes. And I said, but this place is crawling with rattlesnakes. I can't believe <laughs> I'm here at all. Uh, and we had this funny moment of like, She's like, oh, rattlesnakes are no big deal. I was like, tornadoes are. I mean, they're dangerous, but like a rattlesnake. It's like, you're not going to get bitten by one. It'll be fine. So everyone just lives with their crushing fears all the time, and you learn to cope, I guess. Yeah, it was... It was bad when I was a kid. I used to watch the Weather Channel for like hours at a time whenever there was like any kind of threat. Wow. I'd just be glued to it. I'm the kind of dope that like runs out on the porch. My whole family does that. It's like, let's go check it out. Check it out. It yeah. is. It's very exciting. Yeah. I mean, you're a Muncie boy, right? That's right. As a Muncie boy, Muncie is where I saw my first tornado. Ooh. <laughs> That's where I saw my first tornado. But like how flat it is, you can see them yeah. from just, oh, like, oh, you sure. want to hear the story? I think boy. we need, <laughs> wait, before that, yes. before we get too far from it, Amy, can you tell us how to contact you for camp stuff oh, yes. and where people Thank can you. find your music? Yes. Okay. So for camp stuff, you can email girlsrockbloomington at gmail.com. If you have any questions or you'd like to make a donation. Oh, also, we're looking for uh, a keyboard instructor for camp. Ah, great. So spread the word and a few extra band coaches. We are also looking for those as well. Um, and then my music, you can find me at amio.bandcamp.com and amio on Instagram with some little underscores separating the letters. <laughs> Double underscores, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> tricky. Yeah. Weeding out the feeble-minded. Yeah, That's good. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter. All actually, if anyone's on Twitter, you should... Follow me because I have a really hard time getting followers. Oh, on there. bummer! You yeah. need to be well, more controversial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really post much or tweet. Yeah, uh, yeah you can see I'm yeah. not, <laughs> not <laughs> an <tweet>. expert <laughs> or whatever. What is it, it is. they say? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Instagram's the one that matters these days more more, more than the yeah. others. Yeah, interesting. I'm starting know. to get kind of more into Twitter though. Like I, I like, like it. the challenge of it. It's my preferred social medium. I really want to build yeah. it up. Okay. Yeah. It is. I hate Dave hates it. We've talked about it. Dave and I have talked about this before. It's <laughs> For no real reason, but it just—I do hate it. I, I thought oh, I, I was know. gonna hate it. Yeah, but it's contemptible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly uh, like, like only on the phone. It's just like this impenetrable. I've gone too far. I don't know how it works. Yeah. and just like uh, it looks—it's all Bar- high barrier. Yeah. I think yeah. I like that people get so fewer likes on Twitter than on other formats. Yeah, it's less rewarding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know why. You have to work like harder from to a stone yeah, you have to three work things. Yeah, it's outrageous. <laughs> Oh, we can't. Or should we not cuss? We should yeah. not cuss, okay, but you're right. fine. Okay. Is this going? I already did it. Decency. It's more more work for our editors, but uh, but they okay. they They're deserve it. Who are yeah. they? Yeah. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Seb is. Yeah. Well. So. Uh, and then Girls Rock is on Instagram. Girls Rock Bloomington. Yes, it um, is indeed. And. 
There's a website. Yeah. Which oh, and is I forgot to mention. I was just going to say that that'll lead into answering Great. your question. Um, so we're we are part of the organization Midway Speaks. Um, oh, great. Which is a nonprofit in town, and we're the basically part of the education branch of them. Um, yeah, and they put on a festival Mid- the Midway in town. Mus- yeah, Midway yeah. Music Festival. So um, if you go to their website, Midway Music. Wait, what's the exact <laughs> website? Jared's Jared, help me out. <laughs> uh, go to their website, yeah. and then there's a Girls Rock Bloomington uh, page ah, on there. Very good. And you cool. can find lots of information. And tell us the dates one more time. Midwaymusicspeaks.org. Okay, midwaymusicspeaks.org. <laughs> uh, dates are July 22nd through the 26th at Ivy Tech Main Campus. Great. And then final performance, open to the public, July 27th. That's a Saturday at the Fell Building. Very good. It was okay. great last year. Great. I went to almost every act. No, Midway. this is a different thing. Oh, Midway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. No, we no really that's perfect. Yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah, that's cool. Where was the Midway Fest last year? It was like, well, regrettably, it was in like the jukebox center. There was a horror, uh, torrential rain all yeah. day. Well, they had it in a lot of different locations. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I played a show at, at the Block House that was part of oh, the, yep, the yep. fest. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. But yes, it was supposed to be outside and it was raining yeah. that day. Yeah. yeah. And so it was like under, they had great acts in this like eight foot ceiling with like harsh fluorescence, <laughs> like literally like a... Ugh, like a church basement kind yeah. of vibe. It's, <laughs> it's like these people were just struggling mightily to conjure up some vibe in this the harshest of all possible environments. But it was still, they still were. Well, speaking of uh, rain and inclement weather, I know you've got not one, but a few I got a nasty tornado yeah. stories. Oh, and I'm boy. on the edge of my seat for them. Get ready. So you were talking about Muncie. Yeah. Tornado in Muncie. Yeah. What do you know? That's my first one. That's first. That's where it all began. Me and tornadoes. <laughs> that's where we all got started. Uh, so we were uh, my sister. So as you know, flat as a pancake. Oh, yeah. You can see for miles. Uh, my sister and I were out in the backyard, and we had the. It was very, very windy, uh, and we had the umbrella. We pulled the umbrella off of our picnic table. So this humongous umbrella, and we're like together, grabbing onto it and running, and then jumping, and then getting like it would carry you some wow. distance across the yard a, a, like a whimsical like little distance uh and then we kept doing it and one time some gust picked us up and moved us probably 20 feet like whoa. across the, like and we're like whoa this is cr-. and it was to where it was like this is awesome this is too scary and like you know so we kind of like let go of the umbrella right then my mom comes out on the porch like guys get in there's a tornado and then we Pivot about 15 degrees and see a straight-up funnel cloud wow. that is, like, it's probably, like, a mile away, but just straight-up right there, funnel, like, classic monster, you know, uh, tornado. Wizard and, of Oz style. Yeah, straight-up coming toward, and it went and hit my school, Cowan Elementary. Oh, just Cowan went in and went right into it. We saw the whole thing happen. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yeah, that was... That was great, though. It was like, <laughs> but also indelible. Just when you see one in the classics and just like, oh, there it is. Like, uh, there's nothing what you must, what the ancient peoples must have thought seeing such a thing. It's just incredible. Like, uh, so yeah, that was real wow. scary. Yeah, I've never seen, actually seen one before. Yeah, I was just telling Jared, it's, it's I, before I die, 
Hopefully not right before I die, but before I die, I want to witness a tornado from a great distance. And I was yeah. telling him, I don't know if I've seen one or not because I've had so many nightmares about them because I was so obsessed with them as a kid. I don't I don't know if I'm like remembering a bad nightmare <laughs> I had of seeing one or if I actually have, but I don't think so I have. So you were afraid of them growing up. You oh, were yeah. afraid of them growing up. Dave, what was your... You saw one I, as a child. Yeah. And then, and then were you... Did you have a fear of them? Uh, they di- did and continue to haunt my dreams. Oh. Uh, it's definitely like every <laughs> month or so a tornado dream comes. Wow. Uh, which is like... But I don't... My uh, younger sister, youngest sister, is obsessed with tornadoes. And, but she never experienced one in really any way. Yeah. Versus I was like... We were... Okay, so there was... This, witnessing one. Uh, then my... Uh, I, I was in a tornado where they uh, destroyed our whole town. It was like it was federal relief. I mean, like a, wow. a nightmare swath of tornadoes came through and destroyed Martinsville. Yeah, uh, and it went right by our school bus. We were dispatched. The uh, uh, wise people in charge of the MSD of Martinsville <laughs> dispatch. Oh, tornadoes are coming! Let's get these kids on buses and send them out. Uh, get them out on the highway, which is where the uh, uh, tornado just. just engulfed us and we ended up like it just turned black uh buses sh- shaking like tremendously uh and when the uh, at some point a side of um, a barn slams up against the side of the what? bus shattering windows screams i mean it was just epic <laughs> pandemonium uh finally clears now this is a reality you're describing not the monthly dream you have no this, this is, is a reality what happened yes <laughs> uh so i was like it's when i was in sixth grade so yeah uh but and when it cleared the school bus, which had pulled off to the side of 37, was then like significantly far off the road. Some that, that vibrating was the, moving the bus, uh, and then so where we were before the storm was just this nice pastoral, you know, kind of farmland setting. When the it, it went completely black, so you see nothing, just blackness, and hear this terrible sound. And then when it Ooh. then and, and it was a beautiful sunny day, almost immediately afterward. Revealing complete devastation, like absolute utter everything we could see, every tree we could see, down, every house we could see, down. It was just, and then there just a bunch of kids on the bus, and we were only probably like a mile from my um, from the the road to our addition off the highway, and so the bus driver didn't know what to do, just let us off the bus, and we just uh, climbed the hill to our uh, oh to our gosh. house, like every kid in the neighborhood. Every house, and especially right off the highway, every house you could see was destroyed. And there, it was like a tree-lined road that went up into the addition. Every tree was down. So we were like clamoring over these trees with power lines all over the place. The, the fact none of us were electrocuted is a miracle. <laughs> was I mean, anyone injured in the in the bus movement or being smashed? Nope. Okay. I think actually, uh, possibly someone got a little cut, I think, from broken, the broken glass. glass. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no injuries, although th- several, I think, deaths uh, that day. From the tornado? From the tornado, Not yeah. on the bus. When was yeah, this? What year would this have been? So this had been 85 or 86, like okay. March of 85 or 6, probably. Wow. Whenever, yeah. How, how old are you in your sixth grade? Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah. So, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> 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 although very... Exa- I mean, it was really like... And again, it was like a beautiful day immediately afterward. This kind of weird, but that in that weird weather of like yeah. around a tornado is very much like that. And we're just... And nobody was hurt. My mom and sister were home at the time. So that was like... Uh, but nobody was hurt. And your house uh, was not destroyed. Uh, our house, it was... They ripped off part of the... They, the, the <laughs> twisters came and ripped off part of our roof. Uh... <laughs> Uh, some of the roof was missing, and then the so we had this big 
wooded lawn that was, every tree was destroyed. We had this barn that was halfway across the yard on top of this ancient tree. Oh, man. Uh, it was, I mean, it's, I've got some photos. Have you ever seen those photos? I've not seen your I photos. You. I mean, they're, it's quite, I mean, it, lo- it looks just textbook, just devastation. Yeah. Uh, and we're just walking around, all these kids in the neighborhood, like, wow. And it was kind of like exciting in a oh, way. Oh, sure. Yeah. And we're just like, wow, I wonder when someone's going to come clean all this up. <laughs> and you realize, ain't nobody come clean it up. It's, it was my daily task for years afterward was cleaning up. We had this burn pile that literally, uh, just was continuously smoldering or burning for like two years Whoa. just from all the tree I mean it was like we lived kind of in a carved out place of a forest so every tree along the way fell into the yard Either every tree in the yard was down so it was I mean there was just this endless supply of uh, work to be done <laughs> which oh god I mean that, yeah. yeah that's the maybe the worst curse is if you survive yeah. uh, you've missed the true worst fate then you have the fate of cleaning up cleaning after. up after <laughs> these stupid stupid but yeah, so there you go. Yeah, wild. Uh, but yeah, so it does. It, it it seeps into one's consciousness, no doubt. But I don't like. I am another dumbass that goes out on the porch and like, you know, gets excited. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I I take them very seriously, but I've never had the fear of them. I uh, I remember when I was I think in college, there was a tornado that went through Ellettsville, no Evansville, uh, and my wife is from that area, and she had a friend who uh, everyone had taken shelter. But then the tornado came through, and her friend's parents came out of their bathroom once it was all said and done. Their neighbor's, like, butcher knife was sticking out of their headboard, <laughs> like, straight out of their headboard. <laughs> it was like, we've never seen this knife before, and it's in our ours. bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really crazy. Yeah, that kind of stuff is... It just, it feels so surreal to me, you know, like it feels so impossible. Yeah. But then you know people who live through it. You have lived through it. Yeah. It's such a wild. And it's so capricious, just like some houses completely untouched, others absolutely devastating, yeah. Yeah. you know. Oh. Yeah, I've always lived, because in Fayetteville, where I grew up in Arkansas, it was a very hilly town, and then here also is hilly, so it's like you're in the tornado region, but you don't really feel that at risk yeah Um, so i guess i've yeah just never really had the full experience but the threat was near yeah i actually that's an interesting thing to say because i feel a little safer in bloomington than i did back home i grew up up north as well where it's like super flat and you can see for 100 miles and it's yeah it does feel a little bit like all right we're at least tucked in down here (laughs) i don't know if there's science behind it but i absolutely do feel like when you hear tornadoes are coming just like ah they'll get eaten up by Martin's <laughs> like they'll satisfy their hunger on, <laughs> they couldn't possibly climb a hill they can drive a powerful. drinking straw through a wall but uh, and then there's all these the crazy things that happen like yeah. then we did there was some like that may still be there to this day a piece of wood like a little piece of plywood like a thin piece of wood that had been ninja starred into a like a um, telephone pole up in our neighborhood so it's like how does that happen how does some like flimsy thin piece of wood like a it was probably like a tile actually yeah. so it's like a mm-hmm. foot square that had been just like and was stuck in a like high up in a, a telephone pole wow. so yeah so ha- why would that go in instead of shattering it's right just, yeah so the strange laws of the tornado <laughs> you know what the very first DVD was? <laughs> was it, it would make sense if it was Twister. It was Twister. Twister, yeah. the first DVD. First DVD? Yeah. Wow. Oh. 
It spins. Oh. That's that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. Ah. Comes in handy. Speaking of DVDs, Dave, can we talk about uh, Vulture Video? Sure. Yeah. I mentioned Vulture Video earlier on this show because wow. I said I was uh, spent some time this week looking for a movie, mm. and my ultimate thing was I should just go down there and rent it because I couldn't we, find to buy it. Could we? Did we help you out? Did I haven't gone down yet, okay. but that's the plan. Nice. Yeah. Moving plan. Yeah. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Plan nine now. Is Vulture video. Yeah. Might have known Vulture yeah. video as Formerly before. Are you the last holdout? Are you the last place in town to as rent? Of, yeah. The uh, apparently <laughs> I was told that Family Video was going to hold on till the end of summer, but they are completely they're gone. They're yeah, gone. It's all wow. locked up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're it, I guess. Well, I think it's great that you're still down there. Uh, I rent from there. Me too. That was one of the reasons I moved to Bloomington. <laughs> Actually, I remember really? meeting you at the video store once. It, w- it was like on the list of like. Yeah. yeah, I want to <laughs> live in a town with a video store like wow. this because it's hard uh, to find. Yeah, rare. It's a gem and yeah. it's expertly curated. Hey. Not, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. Uh, uh, not even just like, I, I mean, it's a, it's a little hard to describe. It's almost a museum in there, to an extent. I to mean, ex- yeah. In terms of the knowledge and the care that has been put into putting the place together. Yeah, you in a fairly fun. narrow. Sw- <laughs> my expertise is <laughs> deep but narrow. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's the result of uh, a lot, many years of obsession. So yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, we are. Obsession pays off. Can pay a big You're dividends. rich now from this, now right? my <laughs> riches. I'm rich in little plastic discs. Uh, and for a while, it's been the only place in town you can rent uh, VHS tapes. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yes, we still do, and actually, yeah. that has been to some degree the savior of the store. The kids these days mm. love renting tapes. Oh, we rent, really? I would say twenty percent of the actual oh, rentals really? out the door are tapes. Twenty wow. percent of one rental That's per shocking. day. <laughs> 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 not, not that but you, bad. but you've got VHS tapes, you've got DVDs, and you've got Blu-ray. Oh yeah, you cover all the formats. Yeah, it, is DVD the most popular? Um, I mean, now, like, our selection of... Because now we should pretty much only buy Blu-rays, uh-huh. um, which are expensive. And, um, yeah, so I think that, bringing the real cineasts out, it's been our Blu-ray collection. Um, but then the vast majority of the uh, of the catalog is DVD. So when people are looking for a specific movie, generally it ends up being on DVD. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Do you feel like... I, my... When I, when I think about Vulture Video, I think it is the spot for anyone who's actually interested in film. You gotta go there, and you'll be rewarded just for walking in the door. Do you feel like you've been able to reach those people uh, well? I, yeah, I wish town? we could reach them uh, better. Because, yeah, you go to, there's, a, you know, you go to IU Cinema or whatever, and... Yeah. I mean, it's a packed house of enthusiastic people, and it's like, do y'all never come to, you never rent videos? I mean, it is hard. It's very, God knows I understand, like, Netflix and that sort of thing has just taken over the way people consume media entirely, uh, almost. But um, it's still, like, I mean, technically all music is available on the internet, too, and you still, like, people, like, go to record stores, and it doesn't seem to be the number of like people who are enthusiastic about cinema compared to like people who are enthusiastic about music it's like the numbers at landlocked or whatever are you go in there any time of day there's probably four or five people and just a you know it's a appears to be a viable actual <laughs> business versus like i mean people are still going to movies and everything but like just i would say it feels like more people should 
be coming to the video store. I mean, it's fun. So we have, you know, that monthly club thing, so you don't have to worry about, like, late fees and all that stuff. So it's like, which that may be what people don't know enough about. Oh, sure. Um, so, because that's like, again, got, like, the whole, we're paying for the sins of Blockbuster throughout the 80s, you know, just, like, charging people $100 for, you know, a forgotten right. tape, these kind of <laughs> things. Like, And we do not do anything like that. Even if you don't have the monthly club, we're still extremely... And the monthly clubs are really affordable. Can you, do you want to... Sure. What's the price of the listeners? Uh, oh, the three tiers. Uh, yeah. Thanks for bringing that. Uh, now, the... So, it's 10 bucks a month. You can have just have one out at a time. Mm-hmm. So, like... But, again, if you live near there, you can get one, go home, watch it, bring it back, get another one the same day. So, it's like, you know... So, 10 bucks a month, you can have one out at a time. Uh, 20 bucks a month, you have three out at a time and have one new release. And then for 25 bucks, you can have five out at a time with two new releases. So... Uh, and it's not like I I wouldn't want to put the image in anybody's mind of a, like a wall old school blockbuster style of every new release. I mean, we get like probably three or four new things a week. Yeah, uh, but I also wouldn't want to take away from what you do feel and experience when you walk into Vulture Video. There is a wall of movies and it's put together in such a way that's like, oh, wow. I, I, I do not consider myself a cinephile in any way. I love watching a movie. I'm not knowledgeable about cinema. Uh, I often see movies that my friends put in front of me, <laughs> and I just I, I haven't had the space in my life to like dig deep. But I was in there, was it two weeks ago or three weeks ago? And you and I started talking about Guy Madden, someone that I was introduced to through IU Cinema, and you were like, "Here are his movies all together. Here is the one that you should watch next. Here's what's good about it." And it's allowed me to dig into something that, because you had a space for it, and because you had the knowledge there to like guide me through it. I'm exactly the kind of person who sits down at Netflix and it's like, I just spent an hour and a half trying yeah. to find something to watch on Netflix. I don't even know what I want. Uh, so I value very much the uh, the expertise that you are willingly uh, uh, spreading over there. For appreciate sure. it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, time. and which we do like. I like doing it. I mean, like, I feel like that's the the vibe of the store. Also, I like you tend to think of like video store like. Oh, is that what you want? You know, like like we <laughs> like the tried, Seinfeld bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like you don't. We have tried to eliminate that as much as possible. Like so, I mean, it's all everybody who works there is doing it for free. It's um, just a, a crew of enthusiasts who are not like you need not feel any shame renting any single thing in the store. Everybody <laughs> like we embrace cinema in all its many forms and qualities. So it's like. Uh, there's, you know, no one's going to look down on you for coming in to rent Pootie Tang or something like that. <laughs> we I love can, Pootie I Tang. I think I can confirm that I rented some Sex in the City DVDs at one point and was met with complete enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because uh, it gets down to it. Like, everything is great. It's like most, the vast majority of movies, there's something to uh, to enjoy. I mean, if you're if you're... Even if you're not the target market, there's still, like, most movies are just so, there's so much, you know, creative resource going into any movie that's like, is that, or do you want to watch some dumb, crappy Netflix show? It's like, most movies that have made it to the DVD stage are like, these are major achievements that, like, if you're interested in the box, you'll, you'll probably like it, you know? That's a, and that's the other thing is like Plan Nine is a vulture video <laughs> is a celebration of box art. I mean, a long now it's kind of faded away. Although there are great like niche labels making amazing boxes and packaging up movies wonderfully, but um, like we still have a lot. That's why we kept a lot of the VHS around, just because like man, from like in the eighties, the box mattered 
enormously and people went all out on making a box like just grab your eye and you know give you a sense of like what world lies within this yeah. little box you know and especially as a kid in a dj video in muncie i remember that store but just like mm-hmm. looking at all the tapes of things i wasn't allowed to watch but just <laughs> imagining how <laughs> awful like oh yeah the horror sections yeah. of 80s video stores that's <laughs> yeah. like talk about stuff in my oh dreams. i remember my dad taking my brother and i uh, at the video store one time we we're just in there looking for movies whatever disney movies or what have you we were kids flight of the navigator uh and my dad taking us over uh to the wall and being like all right boys i i, I don't I, like i forget exactly how he put it but it was something like i hope you're ready for this but this is a stern warning these are called faces of death <laughs> you are never allowed to watch these they're bad for you they will harm you look at how scary these boxes are and God that is what it's like on the tape that's what's on the Do team. not ever even want to watch these. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, those exact ones, those especially part two, the Faces of Death 2, is to me so indelibly seared into my brain how scared, I was like how afraid I was of that box and how just just utterly unwholesome and sinister it looked. Yeah. I mean, nothing has ever like <laughs> been that scary to me as like Faces of Death 2. Amy, are you familiar with the Faces of Death series? I'm not. No. Oh. You Steer so clear. Yeah. Don't go near it. You're here, so we can warn you. <laughs> warn with you. peace and love. <laughs> the most. It's like if you and then just like the lore, this one kid watched it and he died. <laughs> like it, like it just the the spun out of it's, like. I haven't seen them, but I my understanding is they're like uh, actual footage of people dying. Is that what's on them, or is it? <sighs> it's uh, there's a lot of um, wait real. Well, yeah. I mean, some there's some. <laughs> Uh, some stage stuff. I mean, they are, uh, by today's standards of shock death videos, they're tame. They're still, like, if people are into that stuff, it's like they're, you know, oh, those those are... But they are... I mean, I've, I actually have only kind of skimmed through, like... And there's, like, staged things, but they're still, like, staged very unpleasant things. Yeah. And then real, like, disaster footage and stuff that, that it's... Um, pretty gnarly I, like, autopsy type stuff yeah. i mean it's they're they're gnarly no doubt about it i don't want to watch it no yeah. and my dad and my dad explained you. that to us he explained to us that like it's videos of people dying the worst thing that can happen to a person this is what these videos are and so i i steered pretty clear i've seen a few things but uh, uh i definitely have my dad's words rattling in my brain anytime i see or hear about faces of death but uh i also have memories of going to the video store a different video store that became our uh normal one back home uh, and seeing Hellraiser posters on the wall and just being, you know, what's that guy's name, Pinhead? Yeah. Uh, and just seeing that guy and just imagining how terrifying that, whatever that is, it must be. Oh, yeah. Uh, for That's me, it was uh, like the covers of the boxes for like critters and ghoulies, <laughs> which really not that High scary. test for, my, yeah. for young Jared. Oh, it really spooked me. What those gremlins might get up to. Yeah. A ghoulie. Although, so the, do you remember Ghoulies, the box where the is the little green, the bald guy coming out of the, the toilet? toilet? Yeah. I loved that box. Oh, yeah. That was, and just its kind of low rentness did kind of like, I found that kind of ups- disturbing. Uh, yeah, there was some, like, they didn't, they weren't like masterly produced images to elicit horror. Some of them, the ineptitude made them seem scarier somehow. There was like one called Terror at the Red Wolf Inn that was like literally like a picture of this really cheesy like mannequin heads and stuff but it was like inept and yet somehow it's like 
that made it like, like adults weirder. made this weird. It's yeah. like this yeah. is weird and just see, made it seem like really, yeah, you know, scary. Mm, that's and the movie's actually not too bad. It's like far more competent than the video box, <laughs> but it's not also not like the the box is like one of my favorites of all time, and it really made an impact on me. And the movie's just kind of yeah, it's fine. It's kind yeah. of a horror comedy. <laughs> uh, yeah. But. Is there a, like a golden goose box for you out there? That's like the one you want to get your hands on. That's hard to find. I mean, there's the the VHS collector's market has become bizarre and incredibly obnoxious, and uh, yeah, so these wildly inflated values on some, which I would like to have. There's one called Tales from the Quad Dead Zone that has, speaking of inept but somehow unsettling video boxes, it's, I mean, it is the numero uno, but it, I do want that, but now it goes for like $1,000, yeah. and it's just <laughs> absurd. And then there's all these, like, this, you know, weird little internet bubble world of guys that think just like oh, you'd pay ten dollars for barrel grump it's like no then but my thousand dollar quad did <laughs> it's like these are all everything it's all worthless really it's yeah. just like what do you value you know what do you want and i can tell you that the you know uh the burial ground for instance that tape is a delightful and you know uh, that was a tape that back in the day it was intense, like burial ground. I mean, do you, anybody remember that box? That it's great. Not. It's a killer box. <laughs> but it was like legit, like lots of kids in America saw that and was like, what's in there? Like, burial uh, ground. What? Bar- just burial ground. Oh, Jared's okay. looking it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Take a gander. Dave, I feel like you do a great job at um, bringing in rare and reissued items into the store, like actively. Is there as much, you, you kind of equated your venture to record stores recently is there um like the same reissue fervor with movies and videos as there is we see with music right now very much so really yeah Yeah. i mean that's kind of basically a lot of um very uh i would say creative people have confined like they curate um and so um maybe they'll release 10 movies a year or so but lavish reissues with like ton, like go out and shoot a lot of ex- featurettes for the oh. you know uh, supplemental material and like do a bang up job on packaging and like the, so a couple like Severin and um, Vinegar Syndrome do these glorious like slip cased you know wonderful editions of uh, I mean and the movies are neat too they're not just like whatever crap they can get their hands on they're trying to package up it's like they're neat movies that they are interested in for a, a, a valid reason and then just go whole hog on making you know creating new new featurettes new all this stuff and then just doing a bang up job on the packaging and cool I, sal- I salute them oh my lord Jared showed me the burial oh, ground yeah, cover it Thanks. looks great yeah oh that looks great it's yeah. it's that's great. exactly what my memories are like <laughs> it's like <laughs> abstractly like those those VHS boxes uh, I did see, I think thanks to maybe your Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, the Vulture Video Instagram, I saw the, um, there were a couple. There was maybe a, uh, there was a heavy metal one and then like a teen sex comedy. Is it Bajillion Points? Is that oh, who sure. yep, uh, yep. put those books together yeah. that sort of collects and uh, writes a synopsis of all these old movies? That looked amazing. Oh. I, I, I wondered if uh, that those kind of resource materials, uh, do, you th- do you think that drives people into... I find it, stuff. I hope so, and yeah. I, it should. And more people. Those books are those two are both by the same guy, Mike McPadden, who's a legend from way back, uh, and hilarious, just a great you know uh, movie writer. Um, but yeah, the uh, teen movie Hell is his latest. And again, there's not actually that many great teen movies, but 
when you see the boundless enthusiasm of of specifically Mike, uh, it is contagious, and you do like, man, I w- I want to see some of these, and like with we do have a ton of them too. Like that was a so basically. It's been a video store since, like, 1984. So we have an enormous back catalog of, like, TNA dumb teen movies, you know? And so if you're looking for stuff like that, I mean, uh, we are... uh, You're the spot. Fine (laughs) resource for such... I think uh, when I moved to town, I think Plan 9 was underneath the corner bookshop. Is that right? Yeah. So that, it moved, basically it started in Martinsville and it was like the video store. It was the coolest by far video store in Martinsville. Um, a little, little, just like, it was the one like, dad would take me there. Mom wouldn't take <laughs> me there. Like, you know, it was just kind of like a, a little edgier, but he also, he had records and tapes and stuff that he would sell you for, um, uh, before you were like parental advisory. Right. All my good new, all my rap <laughs> tapes I got from Carrie. Uh, but yeah, just and it was, but it was a, a valid video store like in the mid '80s, uh, but f- with a focus on like horror and cult type stuff. And so in like, so you went there as a youngster, yeah, in Martinsville, so, yep. Okay, uh, and then just kind of you know hung out the store a lot, and then he moved down uh, to Bloomington in like '95, which is right when I was you know in school, and so just continued hanging out in the store, and then uh, just over time, uh, would just volunteer, you know, like he when he had to go, uh, you know do some errands he'd call me up and I'd take over the store for a little while uh and then he um uh, became unable to continue on so a friend and I just kind of took over the day-to-day operations and and that was it that was like in 2003 was that in the basement still when you took yeah. it over yeah. yeah cool and then they jacked that I mean it was I loved that space it was so there. Cool. it was amazing it was yeah. so <laughs> well but they it was we were paying $200 a month and then some rich person decided they wanted the space and it was an abject as whole. I mean, it was anytime <laughs> any rain would result in like uh, you've seen those the the stair. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. getting down in there serves as a funnel from all <laughs> the courthouse square. All the rain, comes all the directly. oily rain, yes, all this oily rain <laughs> comes straight down there. Where there isn't the drain had been blocked long ago. Oh. So basically, every time it rained, there would be about you know between two to six inches of oh, water in geez. the store every time yeah. or any time of hard rain. Uh, so it was like the. I mean, it was very squalid, but um, <laughs> the it's still like it that you know the, that funk and that that just the way it smelled down there is still just like extremely nostalgic. Yeah. I still have some of the old carpet that I like oh, take cool. a whiff up. <laughs> 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 That's great. That you literally had to go underground, yeah, to get yep. to know about the underground stuff. I yeah. loved that. Oh, yeah. it was it was. <laughs> perfect yeah so and we've moved around a few times since then but yeah that is that's that's the spot for sure uh what is that spot now i don't know same it's been like this architect's office i guess but yeah it went for overnight they said like oh if you want to stay here through uh next month it'll be one thousand two hundred dollars oh my god two hundred dollars with no basically just routed us out yeah um so yeah and the idea thing $1,200 $1,200 a month for that. But he he was willing to completely like renovate it. Yeah. That's why. So, you know. Uh, Clear the junk out of the yeah. drain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had it. At some point, we we're like, we'll get it fixed. And the the guy roto rooted it for like 300 feet. And he's like, I don't know what's down there. But yeah, it's not working. So it's oh like my gosh. 300 feet of roto rooting did nothing. And so, yeah, it was, it was gnarly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your current location is on 6th Street? Yes, is right? yeah. 120 East 6th Street. Great. Um, yeah. And so still holding... I mean, it's... Uh, 
by, if you're listening, please go <laughs> bring money. Uh, but I mean, we're hanging in there. It's like you know, and it's all volunteers, so it's not, the overhead is low. We get a good, we get a good rate. In in preparation for people to come, uh, you only accept cash. Is that? I uh, know we have a you take cards? we have what? a square now. All right. futuristic card reader and everything. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, and you also sell movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, not a huge quantity. I like. Uh, we have a pretty good book. If you're interested in the books about cinema, we have a pretty good selection. I would say. Some neat old um, posters. Yeah, we got some posters. You ever think about or have you ever uh, sold uh, VCRs? People ever yeah. ask for that? Uh, that. And actually, that's a. It's become a fairly steady line. I like. Um, my dad gets them. Uh, from, he like spends his days wandering the thrift stores of Indianapolis, <laughs> and he, like just any good VCR, he'll like pick it up and send it down to me, and like cool. they we sell them quick. Yeah. Do you have any uh, TVs with VCRs built I in? I do have one. Ooh, yeah. I'd like to talk to you about okay. that. We'll talk about this. <laughs> nice. We made a sale nice. right here. Very good. Glad you came over. Uh, That's <laughs> made your whole day. Uh, I just want to say thanks to you guys all for saying VCR. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed somewhere, oh, even yeah. people exactly. who know better say VHS player yeah. now, and I don't know why. It's gone away. Like, <laughs> yeah. nobody knows VCR anymore. Yeah, That's it's very weird. That is weird. Yeah. It's just something I've noticed yep. out, out there in the When in did the that zeitgeist. shift happen? Yeah, I don't know. Does it come from, like, MP3 player? Record player? Record pl- I don't I mean, But record players were always around. They've always called turntables record players, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's not, yeah. VHS player. VHS player. VHS player. I, I mean, heard it, that a lot. Yeah. Nobody says VCR, and they. In fact, do you have any uh, VHS players? It's like, yeah, the VCRs are over there. What? It's like you don't even <laughs> vaguely recognize what I might be talking about when you just said VHS <laughs> player. Clues, yeah. <laughs> like, good lord. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's very weird because they were just. I've never heard VHS player. Never ever heard that until like fairly yeah. recently, and then you hear it from everybody. Because there actually there were. VHS players, like if you rented yeah, one not from what you wanted. or whatever, yeah. just like you want that was because recorder that was the whole linchpin of the thing. A VCR, oh god. My uncle, when I was a kid, uh, I don't, I think he just rented a lot of movies, but he had a cabinet in his house. Uh, and whenever we would go and visit, we would just we would spend as much time as I now spend on Netflix, we would spend <laughs> digging through uh, his cabinet. Like above their china cabinet, there was just like three big cabinets full of dubbed tapes that he would do on like super slow speed so he could fit three movies on every tape. Yep. And every movie, good or bad, whatever, every movie he rented, he would dub onto a blank tape. And he had this massive movie collection uh, of just like whatever stuff. And, and, that is- and you just had to look at the spine, see what three movies are on this tape. They would be unrelated yeah <laughs> just is that a victimless crime i say so i yeah. say okay. so i say it was so. amazing it was quite a, a weird library of like dubbed vhs tapes would he let you take them home or um oh yeah we would borrow them yeah um what was the one i remember i can't remember what movie it even went into but whatever uh <clears throat> movie he had that my brother and i wanted to watch and i can't even remember what it was at all but it was on the same tape as The Last Dragon. And so we've seen the last, like, ten minutes of The Last Dragon. Like, I have that song burned in my sure. brain. And, like, you know, when he's moving his arms and, like, getting the power of the gold. Like, all that stuff. And I've never seen the whole movie. But the, like, climactic fight scene, I've seen a thousand times because it was dubbed on my uncle's tape before whatever movie we wanted to watch. 
we had the same trying to find like because rewind rewind for a while like with my my granddad had a exactly the same thing a huge cabinet full of everything taped off hbo and then he'd like he'd like clipped out the little like synopsis from the paper and glued them to the front of the case so like that was really cool but yeah all these weird juxtapositions of movies (laughs) and also that served it's like, Mom, can we get Dumbo? And just on Dumbo also was Star 80. Was <laughs> Star 80 was on the same tape. It wasn't Dumbo. It was some like innocuous thing, but it's like, Mom, can we? Like, that worked out great. Although Star 80 still traumatizes me to this day. It's I absolutely terrifying. Know, I don't know Star 80. It's, well, it's like uh, the story of um, how was it? Dorothy. Jeez um, Louise. Blanket. Uh, horrible story great movie but like a really grim like oh, okay. like one of those early like not early it's like for probably 80 but um just a intense adult dr- like th- there was a warner brothers box um uh, or the tape of the warner brothers tapes if you remember those they were like a big clamshell oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. greens like great oh, looking yeah, box yeah. but it was on the spine adult drama <laughs> and so re and the box was real scary uh-huh. and intense uh, so somehow I had seen that, and I was like, "Star 80 is rated R and is adult <laughs> drama, and I'm gonna get it. With, I'm gonna fool mom." <laughs> but yeah, but then it turned out to be no fun at all, and it's super—it's still like it's a scary yeah. movie. Maybe, My other, oh sorry, no, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> God, <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say uh, my other uh, sort of funny little VHS memory is that um, my brother and I, when we were young. Uh, one of our last babysitters, uh, she was obsessed with watching The Little Mermaid, and we owned a, a copy of it. And she would come over and play it every day. And my brother and I got so tired of it. And we liked the movie, but it was just too much. We couldn't take it anymore. So one day after she left, we hid the tape. My mom had this like wooden shelf thing that was hollow, but looked like it had drawers, but it didn't. It was totally fake. And it had a little opening underneath it so you could like clean in there. And my brother and I slipped the tape in there and never heard about it ever. So I, I have a feeling that my parents never found it until they moved and like took the shelf <laughs> off the wall. But she was like, what happened to that tape? And we were like, well, I don't know. It Something just disappeared. It. Who knows? But it was hidden <laughs> in that shelf for years, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask Amy in the you know video rental scene and... Arkansas. Were there any like specific tapes you would rent over and over again that you can remember, or DVDs? Um, yeah, we were. There were quite a few rental places. There was this place, uh, Sound Warehouse, that had a really good selection. It's like <coughs> independent place. Um, my I also had an uncle who supplied me with VHS. <laughs> it was like it's our perfect uncle. It gig. was always a cr- our Christmas present. Like he would give us a few VHSs and. Uh, we, I would kind of just watch those over and over again. Like, we had Field of Dreams, um, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Oh, that I, was I like love that. Yeah, that movie is awesome. Favorite. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Disney. What else do we have? Lots of random stuff. I feel like Field of Dreams. That was one I watched quite a bit. <laughs> uh, my brother and I got uh, one. You know, for a while, McDonald's. They had like some promotion things. He would give us McDonald's. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. So we had Batman and <laughs> Dances with Wolves, and one <laughs> summer, the summer between sixth and seventh grade, after my brother and I tortured that poor uh, babysitter, we had a cassette copy of Dances with Wolves that we watched all summer long. And whoever woke up first, I had a TV and VCR in my room, and whoever woke up first would start the movie up, and we would just watch it until it got to like a good like stopping point. And then we'd turn it off, go out and play all day. The next morning, pick it up where we left off, 
And then if we reached the end, the next day we just started over from the beginning. And we did that all summer long. It was crazy. And just watched that same movie over and over again. <laughs> One of my yeah. favorite VHSs in my collection is of me and my friend. We went to Worlds of Fun in Kansas City. And uh, they had where you could like make like a little music video. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we did it to uh, If You Want to Be My Lover, Spice Girls. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I think that's my favorite VHS. It's so good. Yeah. There's a, uh, a local friend of the show. His father had a viral video with the one. Oh, that's true. It, yeah. It's like, yeah, really? the mall music video. Yeah. Uh, Ducey? Is that his name? Pee Wee and Lil Ducey. Pee Wee and Lil Ducey. Yeah. <laughs> I think Questlove shared that Digital one. Digital display. Yeah. So nice. Ready for the world, I think, is the band. Yeah. yeah. Who's who's the friend? Oh, uh, Torlando. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His father, yeah. It's on the net. It's, it's pretty really, good. It's really they good. should really get those mall music videos back. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Park videos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it was so fun. Yeah. So, like, they had costumes and stuff, too. Yeah, and, and they had yeah. a green yeah. screen, ah. and you just go in, and they give you a VHS. And oftentimes, it's like a karaoke version, right? Where you s- you actually do the yeah, singing. Yeah, you're the one singing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we were singing. Yeah, it's great. Beautifully. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. It's <laughs> wonderful you set that up. Just get a mobile green screen. Let's do it. Yeah. Set it up at yeah. the farmer's market. People can make their <laughs> own music videos. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea. Yeah. VHS player. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. The VCR tape you Supply give them. Supply them. It this comes is, with This is going to be simple. <laughs> yeah. What's the... Uh, where I think we're getting low on time here, Jared. Yeah, we're getting there. We're reaching the end. Another thing about Netflix. Oh, yeah. Hit me with it. You know, everyone says they have everything on the net, but there's... The other day... Well, it's been a while. A few months ago, I really wanted to watch Texasville, the sequel to The Last Picture Show. Uh-huh. It's not on the net anywhere. No. But Vulture Video had it. Yep. Hey. On VHS. You know hey. what else? Northern Exposure, my favorite oh, TV show, yeah. Vulture Video has. Blam. Wonderful. Got Can't find it anywhere else. Yeah. I tried little, watching it, it on YouTube. Jacket. Little jacket. Oh, yeah. That, it comes yeah. in a little jacket. <laughs> <laughs> a little plushy vest. Oh, I forgot that that was like a thing about that. Yeah, yeah there funny. was a time when like they were trying to go get, like, and they still do some, like, there's some great gimmick uh, DVD packaging yeah, for it's a while. Good. Uh, we got someone on the line. Really? A phone call, Somebody yes. calling in? Um, Are they ready or can I say one more thing? No, they're they're on the line. Hello, caller, are you there? Caller, are you there on unspoken requests with Jared and Mike? Did they hang up again? Hello, caller, Mary are you there? Baked brie puff pastries, Brussels sprouts with caramelized onions and crispy <laughs> bacon, fried mac and cheese balls with truffle oil, buttery jalapeno cornbread, lobster mashed potatoes, garlic and herb stuffed mushrooms. Roasted butternut squash with maple glazed pecans. Uh, prosciutto wrapped asparagus spears. What? Do you have a question? <laughs> yeah. Out of the can. What? Are you still the caller? What? Hello? They hung up. Oh, weird. They do that. Do you That's think it's a before? I think we're getting pranked. Do you think it's a prank or a crank? Uh, what's the difference? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference between a prank and a crank? Sheesh. I would have. I, there was crank yankers. Yeah. Right? But it was just prank. Prank. Prank yeah. So I don't know. Crank, they do crank caller. Prank call. I don't know if I differentiate them, but I do kind of. Crank call seems angrier. Yeah, it seems mean. Yeah. It's yeah. menacing. I yeah. think yeah. we were just pranked. I think that we were didn't pranked. feel very it was mean. Just we were pranked. That was yeah. kind of nice. Harmless yeah. and sweet. Yeah. And appetizing. Yeah. <laughs> <Yum>. <laughs> yeah it made me hungry. Go to Red Lobster. Anyway, before the prank call, Mike had something very important to say, it sounded like. Oh, extremely important. No, I was just going to. I had. I meant to bring this up when we were talking about the location changes of Plan 9 slash Vulture Video. But 
we were at, together at the uh, Instant Gratification film screening recently, mm-hmm. and one of the videos featured heavily footage of Plan 9 when it was on Walnut Street for college. Which one's Walnut, the... Walnut. Walnut, yep. heads north. You were juggling in it. It was great. Uh, and I lo- it was nice being back in that space and being like, oh, yeah, I remember going in there and oh, hanging out. those high-budget days. Yeah. Actually, our buddy John, who was on the show last time, worked there when it was in that space, and I would go in there and hang out with him. We but can't say his last we, name We're not air. allowed to say his name. Mm, okay. <laughs> we're not allowed to say his name last time. You can say it on separate shows, though. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> For legal reasons. But, okay. but yes, kind the of, person that uh, we bleeped out, uh, that's, who, yes, <laughs> that's who we're talking about. But I would go in there and hang out with him. But all that is culminating in me saying, you've got a wall of locally made stuff. Yes, we sure do. And what is the deal with that stuff? It's free. For, what? for nothing. For nothing. Yeah. Uh, we'd prefer that you also rent something for money. <laughs> but uh, even if you only want a local thing, that's it's all free. So, yeah. Uh, and it's for a time we were getting submissions left and right. It's dried up somewhat, but there are there are tons of them. So yeah, it's a and it's a fine time capsule of especially like the mid two thousands. Lots of kids were cranking stuff out, and so and I have to think cranking stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't prank stuff out. I guess there's yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, yeah, good. I mean, there's some there's some gems in there, no doubt about it. So yeah. so if. People can still submit things oh, yeah. these days. Yeah. That's amazing. I heartily encourage you to make a box if you're going to do uh, this. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, some like they'll just give us a disc in a paper sleeve. It's like, come on, video story. You want to yeah, make a box? This is the best, the best part of it, man. It's like making um, the box. If someone doesn't know how to make a DVD, how do they make a DVD? <laughs> it's easy. It's so easy. I like... Uh, IDVD, which will come uh, stand well, probably not anymore. Actually, never mind. It's probably hard. You know, I, <laughs> uh, I, I would say you can actually go to the public library and they have uh, they can check out disc burners uh-huh. that can be used Perfect. on the computers oh, down great. and level Perfect. up. Very nice. Yes. And they have DVD software there. Perfect. Um, Speaking of the public library, that's something, Amy. I was going to say to you: if people are comfortable and parents will sign off on it. You should see if cats can come and tape the final show. I was planning uh, on doing that. Great. That yes. I think that'd be a great thing. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I want it to be yeah. documented. Would be very sure. cool. Um, one uh, thing I know about the public library is you can check out Amy O's album. Really? Elastic on compact disc from the library. I didn't oh, know that. Oh, very good. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's been in rotation in the main branch. It's also been in rotation on the bookmobile. It's everywhere. Wow. Can you get Tamar CDs there? You can. They're, they're the, they're Tamar, the, the great old band Tamar that I we're, we're never going to hear from again, right? Actually. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what? What? Uh, I, well, it stills, uh, I'm, I'm, I think it's pretty cl- approaching 100% certainty. Uh, going to play the Bishop 10th anniversary. Ooh. Uh, Amazing. So yeah, yeah, getting the old band when, back. When will, that, when will that be? <laughs> it's like in September, I think. Okay, great. Very excited. Yeah, we actually great. someone asked yeah. if we could do mid, and we were dying. And then someone's one of the band is members is going to be out of town. Oh, uh, what sorry. a jerk! Well, <laughs> speaking Cheers. of more bad news, we're out of time. Yeah, oh. it's come. The time has come. Oh yeah, it's really. Dave, thanks really for joining us. It's great. Thanks for asking. Uh, go to Vulture Video, please. On please. Sixth, Sixth Street. Sixth Street. Uh, what's the address? Uh, one twenty East Sixth. Street, right, right down from Vintage Phoenix. Exactly. So, get yeah, nerds, book. come on down. You're already a nerd. <laughs> come on in. You get your little funny book. Yeah. Come get a movie. <laughs> uh, Amy, we've already mentioned where to find you online. 
Yes. Emio, uh, your music is great. It's on the net. You can check it out there. It's at your local record store. Uh, Girls Rock is happening July... 22nd through the 26th. So follow the Instagram account for all the up-to-date news there and donate uh, your keyboards. Or no, you need a keyboard. We need a keyboard <laughs> teacher. Donate your, donate your donate keyboard, your your keyboard teacher. teacher. Mike? Jared? Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, thanks for everything. Thanks for everything. Uh, did you have a song ready to go? or I, I'm unprepared. Okay, well, here is Tamar. Oh, very featuring, good. Featuring, uh, I don't think we mentioned Dave Walters in that band. Yeah, that's right. That's why that came <laughs> up, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Tamar song? Oh. What what do you, you got there? Oh. I was going to play the last line. Oh, that's a, yeah, sure. That's a, that's a single error, I reckon. All right. Here's Tamar with the last line. Thanks for listening to episode 42 Bye. of Unspoken Request with Jared and Mike. We'll be back in two weeks with episode number 43. 43. Yeah. <laughs>